You're listening to Ari Snapshots. Each fortnight, we chat about the science behind the weeds, tackling herbicide resistance, and bringing you the latest information with experts in the field. Today, we're chatting with Richard Smith. He's an associate professor in cropping systems ecology at the University of New Hampshire. And we're really lucky to have him on a sabbatical here at Ari. And he's going to give us a little bit of an idea of the differences between cropping systems, where he's from to here and what he does. So really nice for you to join us on the podcast this week. Richard, how are you going? Uh, I'm, I'm doing very well. I'm very happy to be here. What are some of the highlights so far for you arriving in Perth and experiencing what the city is like? Oh, uh, gee, there's too many to count, but maybe the biggest, most obvious one is the... Uh, the weather. <laughs> yeah. So I, I looked at the uh, temperature back home for today and it, it was um, zero degrees Celsius right now Wow! in yeah. New Hampshire. So Chilly. it's nice to get away from the snow and the ice. Is there any creature comforts that you're missing from home though that are not available here? No, no. I'm actually enjoying all of the things that are available here that we can't get in the United States. Yeah, right. I've been, I've been um, particularly excited to sample the many different types of candy and chocolate and biscuits that are available <laughs> that we can't get here. Um, so it's been great. What about cheese? Are you a cheese fan? Um, I am a cheese fan. I really like Swiss cheese and I've found some here. So <laughs> I'm not I'm not hurting for cheese at all. Oh, <laughs> we should probably talk about uh, what, what your background is so people get a bit of an idea. So you work in cropping systems ecology. Can you explain what that is, Richard? Sure. So I guess I'll define it in this way. It's the ecology of an agricultural system. So obviously that includes the the plants, the crops, the non-crop plants like weeds, as well as the other organisms that are in the soil, the soil microbiology, uh, the earthworms, and all of the other organisms that interact with the, with, with the plant community that is the the cropping system and so I'm really thinking about agriculture as an ecosystem and the flows and of energy through that ecosystem and how we can use that understanding to manage those systems. Yeah that's really cool that's a great explainer. So what some of the uh, findings you've had come out of your research in the last few years which have maybe made it to uh, a practical level on farm? I'd say that you know the majority of my research is aimed at understanding how crop plant diversity impacts the cropping system. And so we've looked at different crop rotations where you have corn or maize, soybean and wheat as part of the, the rotation cycle and, and what impacts uh, that brings to the system. And we've found that in general, as you increase crop system diversity. We often find an improvement in things like crop fertility and, and crop yields for certain components. Of, so mainly uh, in maize yields, we'll see that including more legumes in the cropping system improves, improves maize yields. So then that means you can uh, decrease the amount of fertilizer that you're uh, applying to the system. So things like that. Um, and we've also been looking a lot at how weeds respond to increasing crop diversity and um, uh, there the results are sometimes more messy right sometimes crop diversity seems to increase or weed suppression so fewer weeds but sometimes you we we don't see an effect and i'm really interested in understanding why it is that we uh, 
sometimes do and sometimes don't see an effect of, of increasing the diversity of the cropping system. Yeah, that's an interesting space and yeah, good to, we'll keep the finger on the pulse with the, your findings there. I suppose the farming systems are quite different from where you're from compared to here. We've got massive broadacre farming in particular in WA in, uh, the, um, in the cropping region here. What's a typical farm like from where you're from? Sure. Um, so I'm, I'm from the, the northeast corner of the United States and um, there we have a lot more forested land. So forest is a much larger component of the landscape and so we tend to have relatively small farms in a matrix of, of forest. So that's, that's very different. And, yeah. <laughs> and uh, while I'm here, one of the things I really want to do is understand more in terms of how they're different and how, they're, how they might be similar. Um, and, and so that's one of the goals of, of being here is just learning more about Australian agricultural systems. Um, but our agricultural systems, they tend to be small. They tend to be um, maybe more diverse in terms of the numbers of crops that are being planted. Uh, in rotations and and across the landscape. Um, there's a lot of vegetable crop production uh, in my region, a lot of permanent pasture and hay field production in my region. And I guess one of the biggest things that I'm learning while I'm here in terms of how our systems are different is our systems are really not water limited. Our big limitation to the growing season is temperatures. Right. And so we have a window of time where the temperatures are warm enough that we can uh, grow a crop or two and then our season is cut off by freezing temperatures by and, and yeah. snow. Yeah, and so that's, that's probably the biggest difference. Yeah, that's really interesting. And how does the economics work? Because here it's like you need to have a big farm to be able to, to make it profitable. How does, the, uh, how does it work? where you're from on those small scale farms yeah profit. yeah it's, uh, that's a that's a great question i would say that it's tricky you know it's probably tricky anywhere you farm yeah. regardless <laughs> of of, of the, the country or the region you're farming and it's 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 tricky to make the economics work i think the farmers in my region that are that are making it work um they're doing so through ingenuity and trying to f find kind of opportunities for adding value to their production system. And one way that they've done that is through direct to consumer sales. So there's yeah, right. a, a lot of farmers markets. There's a lot of CSAs, which are uh, community supported agricultural systems where there's direct sales to the consumers. And, and therefore there's, there's some price, uh, price premiums that are involved in that. A lot of our growers in my region, vegetable growers in particular, are organic certified and so there's a price premium associated with that and so they can make the economics work on a smaller scale because they are selling in many cases directly to the consumer. That's really cool with food miles because there's obviously less travel involved if they're selling to a local market. That's awesome. That's exactly right and we have um, you know, relatively high population densities in the Northeast relative to Western Australia for sure. And so there's just fewer miles separating consumers from their food. Yeah, for sure. And recently last week you went out and uh, were able to meet some farmers in WA. Can you tell us a little bit about that experience? Oh, it was, it was fantastic. It was my first visit to a farm in WA and it was my first uh, 
opportunity to see some of the landscape outside of the greater Perth area and I was just blown away by the just the openness of the landscape. <laughs> Remember I'm coming from a place that is full of trees and and uh, once you get past the, the the bit of trees up on the hills it just the, the landscape opens up and the sky is big and it's blue and um, you have paddocks that stretch for kilometers and kilometers and um, so that was the first thing. The second thing was um, how warm and dry uh, it was, you know, this time of the year. And um, there's not a lot of things on the ground that are growing. And yeah. so that was very, it's very interesting. No, sure right, right. There's, there's some things that, um, you know, folks might not want to be growing yeah. that are on the fields. But in terms of crops, there's really not much. And yeah, uh, very so I would love to come back uh, during the, the cropping season. And, and I'm sure it looks just completely different yes especially canola when it's in flower is quite spectacular yes i yes. can imagine <laughs> yeah so what are some of your plans for while you're here do you have an idea of what you'd like to focus on yeah i'm you know i hope to learn about agriculture in australia and particularly here in, in western australia so that's that's kind of a, a big goal and i'm you know, going to do that as much as i can while i'm here and um um, I'm looking forward to many trips out to see different farms and meet different farmers. My other goal is to interact with folks here at Ari and um, learn about Ari and what Ari is doing and how Ari is um, you know, improving the opportunities for weed management and farms in Western Australia and, and, and elsewhere. And some of my colleagues here have some data from projects that they're working on that I hope to collaborate on and, and as a team maybe we can analyze some of those those data and I think that would be really great. Yeah, awesome. Well, we're really happy to have you here and thank you for giving us a bit of an insight into your background. My pleasure. I'm very happy to be here.